Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about building a wall. No, it's not the wall that's hitting the front page of every newspaper or the top headline of every news site. The proposed wall along the U.S.-Mexico border is an expensive undertaking. The proposed budget, a little under $6 billion, that's a lot of money. In context, it represents less than 0.1% of total federal government spending. Spread over two years, it's less than 0.05% of government spending. It's a rounding error on a rounding error. When you consider the nearly 3.7 million government contractors who haven't been paid in nearly a month, the government has saved more than $21 billion by not paying those contractors in the past month. Clearly, this fight isn't about money. Whether the wall gets built or not is largely immaterial. The real wall that's already been built inside the country is the wall of political division, of hardened ideological positions. It's the wall that exists when it becomes impossible to separate the message from the messenger. If you represent my ideological adversary, my response to you will not be conditioned by what you say, but by who you represent in the narrative that's going on in my head. In that world, you might say something I actually agree with, but I'm going to disagree with you simply because you said it. In a world like that, there's no dialogue. There's no listening. There's only confirmation bias and distortion. I remember when I was growing up studying political science in middle school, We used to joke about how great our political system was compared with the politically paralyzed countries like Italy, where more energy was being expended on political posture than advancing the needs of the society. A couple of decades later, well, Italy's still a mess. But as I look at the U.S., I'm increasingly seeing Italy of the 1970s and 1980s. Political gridlock, social anarchy. As individuals, we've got finite energy. Accomplishing anything takes energy and resources. If you're distracted at work because you're fighting with a co-worker, your productivity suffers. If you're at home fighting with your spouse or your ex-spouse, you don't have the energy needed to put productively towards your own goals. The same thing happens at the organizational level or within government. Whether at the individual level or at the national level, energy spent fighting the so-called enemy is energy taken away from building the country. $5.7 billion for a physical wall is a bargain. Whether we need it or not, well, I don't know. We're spending many times that building an internal ideological wall of much larger proportions. And there's really only one way to destroy that wall. It involves listening. But before you can listen, you need to know all the different forms of listening. You might think there's only one form of listening. Either you're listening or you're not. But in fact, there are eight forms of listening, and here they are. Number one, ignoring listening. You can talk all you want, but nothing gets in. I'm not interested in your problems or your point of view. Don't talk to me. I'm a cold brick wall. That's the wall. Number two, there's partial listening. I'm listening as I'm doing something else. I'm distracted. I might mumble a reply or or absently nod my head. I'm spending my day multitasking and trying to do a thousand things while listening to those around me who need my attention. Number three, there's selective listening. Selective listening involves listening for the particular things that confirm my point of view and ignoring the rest. We hear what we want to hear and pay little attention to the things we don't want to hear. Number four, know-it-all listening. As you try and tell me your story, I'm already filling in the blanks or offering you my solutions. I know what the problem is and I've got the answer. Stop talking already so you can go fix your problem. I can get on with the rest of my day. I've stopped listening and I'm thinking about what I'm going to say back to you. That's know-it-all listening. Number five, 
pretend listening. I pretend to listen, but have no intention of really doing anything you've got to say. I don't really take it in or let it penetrate. Are you finished yet? Number six, active listening. This is what people think is the real form of listening. I'm engaged in the conversation. I'm looking at you, hearing what you say. I probably even paraphrase back some of the words and ask relevant questions. Some people think this is the highest form of listening. It actually isn't. Number seven, empathic listening. I listen to go beyond sympathy for the speaker. I'm trying to truly understand how you're feeling and how you experience the world or the events that unfold around you. Empathic listening means I'm willing to take a few steps in your shoes. It helps you feel heard and can be a cornerstone to building a positive relationship. Number eight, focused listening. I'm listening to you. I want to make sure that you're being understood. I want you to feel understood by me. I truly internalize and understand your words, not offering advice or solutions, just fully listening. If we're going to break down any of these major, major walls, we got to learn how to listen. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.